1: In today's show, we talk about how you can begin to implement the intimacy lifestyle into your marriage as you experience a new level of closeness, both emotionally and sexually.
0: And I want you to think about this quote from Stephen Covey. He says, The key is not to prioritize what is on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Nowhere is that more true so than in true. marriage. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we start this show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's free resource, Top 10 Ways to Initiate Sex, which is the perfect thing to pick up when we're talking about the intimacy lifestyle. Because summertime is here and it's a time for relaxing and for fun. And it's so important that with all that you have going on this summer, that initiating does not take a backseat to all of the other activities that the two of you have going on. So make sure that the two of you have a summer to remember. Grab your top 10 ways to initiate sex today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash initiate. I want to thank y'all so much for the work y'all, yes, I am from Texas, are doing to help marriages around the world. I have always believed that so many problems in marriages start with lack of intimacy, and y'all have really worked hard to make sure so many couples understand this. And even though I understood this, I did not know how to fix it in my own marriage. This is where you come in. My husband and I had a, great, had a great marriage, and sexually it was great, but we'd lost a lot of the intimacy that should come with all the sex we were having. I came across your podcast in an effort to repair the lost intimacy that I so deeply craved, mm. and I'll be honest, I wasn't sure at first your podcast would be the right one for me. But as I listened week after week, y'all really began to dive into intimacy and how to bring it back into a relationship. I listen religiously, but my husband only listens on occasion, mostly when I send him a podcast, but it has made all the difference. My husband asks to hold my hand. Mm -hmm. This seems like such a small, small, such a small thing, but it was something I'd been asking for, for years. And I felt like I wasn't being heard having the small moments of intimacy back has totally transformed our marriage and we are both so much happier because of it. Mm. Thank you so much and keep up the good work. And so folks, as you're listening to the show and as we're starting to dive into sexual intimacy and the intimacy lifestyle, we want to share with you that Tony and I are actually in Peru. As you're listening to this recording the first time in June of 2016, we are uh, up in Machu Picchu. We are tackling the mountains of Peru. And so like we tell you to do when you go on vacation, we ask you guys to unplug. We ask you to just be present with one another. And so in preparing for our trip and preparing to be away, we thought, how are we going to do what we, how are we going to practice what we preach? Right. And so right. what we decided to do was to bring back one of the shows that has been one of the most requested One Extraordinary Marriage shows. It's the show that so many of you may have heard or may have thought about. It's all about the intimacy lifestyle, about scheduling sex. Right. And we know over the last few months that we have added a lot of new listeners who have never heard this episode. So as we are enjoying our vacation this summer, we want you to settle back and enjoy this episode, but not only do that, we want you to take what you learn in this show and we want you to implement it this next week. We want you to implement it this summer. We want you to have a summer to remember. We want you to change your lifestyle around your sexual intimacy because we are living the intimacy lifestyle and have been for seven, seven, seven years, years now, seven years now. Wow. Eight, seven. seven, seven, seven. Okay. I'm just trying to get an extra year there. So sit back and enjoy the show while Tony and I are enjoying Peru.
1: We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you when we are back here in San Diego. We are going to dissect the intimacy lifestyle, how we started it and what it has done for our marriage after three years of doing it now.
0: Has it been that long?
1: Yes. Wow. So we have been doing this for a long time and it has seriously... Revolutionized sex for us, mm-hmm. and has really allowed us to take it, you know, off the table. Know that it's going to happen, so there isn't this angst that's going on most of the time. There's still sometimes when it does, because we're going to get into how it all works and how it all plays out. But that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's jump in on this, and I'll let Elisa start with you know how it came up.
0: Well, and I, I want to take you guys all back um, quite a few years now, five, six years before we even did the initial 60 days of sex. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to take you back to what our marriage looked like. Maybe some of you are going to be able to relate. I'm guessing more than just some of you. Um, I'm guessing quite a few of you just based on the emails and the feedback that we received. But prior to us making intimacy a priority in our marriage, making sex more of a priority than just kind of a, you know, let's throw a dart on the calendar and see if it lands in the bullseye. Um, the sex in our marriage was very one-sided in terms of Tony would pursue me. I would allow Tony to attempt to initiate and I had complete control. If I felt like it, great. If not too bad, shut down. You're rejected, dude. It's not happening tonight. And that was how we lived for the first 11 years of our marriage. I had complete control over whether or not this was going to happen. And that's, That's really kind of... It's not a good position to be in. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, complete control. That's fabulous. Not really. It it sounds all hunky-dory, but there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the only one that controls whether or not you have sex. And you don't realize it when you're living in it. When you're the one that's always saying yes or no, you don't realize that you are in this control situation and that sex becomes a weapon of choice. Mm -hmm. Because you get to decide if he... And and I'm speaking in terms of our relationship when I say he, because it was me doing this. If you've got a role reversal in your marriage, change all my he's to she's. Um, but basically, I would decide if, if Tony was, and this is going to sound horrible, but I would decide if Tony was worthy of having sex with me that night. If right. he hadn't made me mad, if he had, you know, if he had done everything right, and I was in the magical mood, then guess what? We would have sex. So
1: here's... If not... If not... Elisa would tinker around in the bathroom. Uh,
0: laundry got done. Facial masks. I'd read another chapter in my book.
1: She would make sure that everything else was done, the house was clean.
0: Which for any, if you could listen to me more than one episode, you know I don't like to clean the house, but on those nights I didn't want to have sex, guess what? I was cleaning the house.
1: Yeah, she would just prolong everything. And really, it was her way of just going, "You know what? I know if I prolong this long enough, Tony is going to back down. Tony is going to fall asleep. Uh-huh. And then I'm not going to have to deal with it. And you know what? That's usually what happened. I, I just got frustrated or I would just start reading my book in anticipation. But I would get into my book and then I would just fall asleep.
0: And, and so this was our cycle. And this is where we lived. And it was a very... Many, many years. And, and the other part of this is that after repeated rejection, the, the tension would build up to the point where, you know, he would just, Tony would just try and reach out to me. You know, like, I just want to touch you. So, you know, it would be in the kitchen and I would get, you know, brush up against my arm or, you know, a pat on the back or whatever. And like, I could tell that the tension was building because the touches would come more often. And finally, I'm like, okay, already. Okay. Okay. Tonight we'll have sex. Like just stop touching me. And that's what I would do. I'd be like, stop touching me. Just, I got it. I got the message. You know, and I'm actually, you know, it's so funny. It's such, it's still such an ingrained behavior that sharing that with you guys, I actually go into the physical posture that I would do with Tony. Yes.
1: And... And this didn't feel good on my part either. As a high desire spouse, as a one who was trying to initiate, to me, it felt very forced. It it felt like I had to beg at times to get to that point. It, It felt like I was almost the bad person, the evil person at this point in time, because I was doing almost something that was against her will. But at the same time, I was going, well, you know, we sort of signed up for this. You know, it's like we knew getting into marriage that we would like have sex. And so there were a lot of hurt feelings going on in my own self Mm -hmm. during this period of time.
0: So, you know, here we are in this, really kind of yucky place. And we decided that we're going to take on the 60 days of sex challenge. Our initial challenge is we were leading um, a small group on the book, intimacy ignited. And And you
1: can learn all about that in episode one. So just go on back and just, but so that's where we were.
0: And so now we've made this decision that for 60 days, um, sex is on the table every day. Like that's, that's going to be our goal. And so, wow, that really kind of takes that whole rejection thing off. And it also, you know, you know, it it was just, it was on the calendar every day. This is what we were doing. At some point in time in a 24 hour period, we were having sex.
1: Right. And once we finished it though, we had nothing to go into. So we ended up doing really well. We felt like, man, we, we hit our stride. We got through some really tough times, but we didn't have anything to go to. So the month afterwards, we did nothing. Nothing, we, we just didn't have sex and, and we really weren't prepared to what to do next mm-hmm. because we enjoyed what we had experienced but we didn't know where to go next and we were searching and everything that we were looking for, nobody had any answers. And so we sort of fuddled around for a bit. Mm-hmm. Then we ended up doing our first seven days of sex challenge, which right. was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, again, it, it it caused us to connect together again, Mm -hmm. and it was after that, that we learned from our pastors that they had been doing a, a not a challenge, but they were doing something similar to the intimacy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's where it finally connected with us. And we've tweaked it a little bit, but not much. So let's get into what that intimacy lifestyle is, because this is the breakthrough section. The challenges are great. And those, I think, are so necessary at times in our marriages. It allows us to connect for short periods of times. And you can do anything from seven days on up. I mean, there there are couples out there who listen to this podcast who have blown hours away. We've gone the emails. We've heard from them. And it's amazing. And that's the cool thing. They, they've done it. We've done it. What's amazing is when they keep up the intimacy lifestyle afterwards because that's where the real sort of the meat of this, and you being able to connect sexually, emotionally, spiritually, that's when it really gets to explode.
0: Because it becomes, it becomes a, that's why we call it a lifestyle, because right. that's what it becomes. It's not just, you know, I've told you guys before, you guys can do anything for seven days. You can, you can choose to do the seven days of sex challenge and you can get through that and, you know, power through for, you know, days six and seven when you're just like, Oh, I just need a nap type of thing. But when you make the decision to embrace the intimacy lifestyle, that like Tony said, is when things start to change because here's how it works for us. There are seven days in a week, nothing revolutionary. I'm just starting out with where we start out.
1: 168 hours.
0: 168 hours. You've got the same amount of time as everybody else. And if we can do it, you can do it. So Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, those are Tony's days. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are my days. And Saturday is either a day of rest or a bonus on Tony's three days. He can pick any one of those days to initiate sex. I have the same privilege and responsibility on my three days. I get to pick one. That's the day we initiate sex. So, On the day that you've chosen to initiate sex, your partner, your spouse cannot say no.
1: Okay. And here's a a prime example. Today is Sunday. So Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, I have, it is my, and I look at this as an obligation. It's a responsibility. This is something that we have decided to do. We don't have a written contract or anything. This is just something that we have said we want to do and we're going to do this. So Sunday is today, kids were watching TV, and I was like, you know what, it's early morning, we're awake, hey honey, let's have a quickie this morning. And that was, you know, that's my initiating, that is my going, hey, are you cool with the quickie? I would really love to do one, it's nice, it's quiet, let's just have fun this morning. Now, boom, Sunday, my, my day of the three days is done. So we're gonna, we're gonna stick to, the, to the, the standard way we do everything and then we'll talk about little things that we variations. do. Variations. Variations off of that. Done. So now in this week, either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, Alisa will initiate on one of those days. Which one she chooses, I don't know. Is it gonna be day, evening, midday, I don't know. That is up to her to decide, and when she does, I do not reject her.
0: And, and I want to put some qualifications around this rejection because I know when I speak to women's groups on no rejection zone in the bedroom, um, I do get the eye rolling, and I do lots get, of it. I do get lots of questions on this. Um, first of all, don't try and initiate sex with your partner on a day when they're not feeling well. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to lay that out there. Um, You're not going to be successful. They're going to feel more miserable than they already feel. I'm talking like sick or just, it's just not a good day. Be able to read your spouse, communicate, kind of get a read for them on what's going on. Now, the whole thing behind the idea of a no rejection spouse, and I'm not talking about forcible sex here, folks. I'm just saying that when your partner makes an advance, you say yes, you get yourself in the mood. And ladies, I'm specifically talking to you because I know it takes us a little bit more to get in the mood.
1: Yeah, but also we've heard it more and more over the years. Uh, it, it's going both ways.
0: It's going both ways.
1: It really is.
0: But I will say I, I hear from more women that it does take them a little bit more to get in the mood.
1: Yes, right? Uh, so
0: I I you know I'm it's my podcast I get to
1: I, No, I understand that, but I'm just saying, I I
0: do know that we have role reversals all the time and I I, I think we
1: need to look at it more as high desire, low desire spouse.
0: So, all of you Okay, now you've got me totally confused. Low desire spouses, I guess, is what I'm referring to in terms of the no rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, you, need, you need to know that once you've made this decision to make the intimacy lifestyle a part of your married life, you are making the decision to have sex with your partner. Like you've, you've already made that commitment. So you don't get to say, no, I don't feel like it. Just because maybe you're not 100% in the mood, start praying. It works every time. Just start praying. Like, okay, God, he's coming towards me. Help me out here. Or God, you know, she lit the candles tonight. I know what that means. That's her initiation cue. Help me out here. Because I'm telling you, the prayer works. It's the reason we wrote a whole chapter and stripped down on it. Because craziest thing I ever tried during sex, but it pans out. But when you, when you make your bedroom a no rejection zone, when you make a commitment to the intimacy lifestyle, that this is how we are going to choose to make intimacy a priority in our marriage. What happens is, is you take out that whole anxiety, the whole buildup, the whole frustration over sex. You bring that out of your marriage. And what that allows to come in is that you can allow more love and more grace and more commitment in the place of that sexual tug of war. Mm-hmm. that's why I am so passionate about couples making their bedroom or no rejection zone and building the communication tools that they need so that they can read their spouse. If it's not a good day and mm. say, you know what? I know it's one of my three days, but you know, fortunately it's day one and we're having a bad day. So we'll just wait for day two.
1: Right. Or and, day three. Yeah. and And I was going to just chime in here though. If communication is the big issue right now and you guys are trying to work on that, we have a program. We have an audio program that we recorded from our live event, He Zigs, She Zags. And you can check that out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash zags all altogether. And you can catch that. It's a two-hour audio program, and we just dive in and go deep on communication. And that should help you start working through this and getting to that point where you're looking at the intimacy lifestyle and you're going, okay, I get it. I see where they're coming from.
0: And, you know, I mean, this whole thing, all of these components work together. I mean, everything that we tell you guys week in and week out, these things all work together. You've got to have the communication piece in place to make the intimacy lifestyle work. Because you've got to be able to talk about your sex life. I mean, it sounds almost ridiculous that I would say that. But there are a lot of couples for whom talking about your sex life is a struggle, And I want you guys to be able to get to a point where you can, you can talk about what you like and you can talk about what's working. Now for us, the three days, you know, splitting up the week, three days and three days and having a day off or a bonus day, depending on how Saturday works out, that works for us because we've decided that we want to have sex twice a week. And I have to tell you, it's very nice. Um, some couples, you know, maybe it's once a week and you guys alternate weeks. You've got to talk about what's going to work in your lives.
1: Yeah, and I would say more than not I would try to go for two times a week. I think that really puts an emphasis on each spouse mm-hmm. during the week initiating. It's much easier than trying to remember whose week, whose week it is and who it isn't. And really, we were looking at some numbers and I and maybe we can find that by the end of the show here of how much sex Folks are having in different countries mm-hmm. do you because where, do you, you know where that book is. I don't. Oh, you know what? It's in, I don't. Okay. Um, it's amazing because the United States is almost at the bottom. And so to think that, wow, you're having sex twice a week and you're having a lot of sex, it's pretty crazy because it's not that much really isn't over the course of a year. And let's just say you take out the week that, um, your wife is having her period. I mean, so that's really three weeks a month. That's six times a month. And what does that work out to? Well, that's 40, that's 40 weeks. So that's 80 times a year, you know, that you're having sex. Maybe you throw in some bonuses over the course of the the year, so maybe you end up with 90, which is awesome, you know, there you're doing some really good quality time together, learning about each other's likes and dislikes, and that's what we've been talking about for time and time again, you know, when we're talking about spice it up in the bedroom, or change of scenery, or, um, you know, places that you may want to go see and do, that's where that happens you got the freedom and you're learning so much about each other or like we talked about last week about different positions you know to try a different position is fun now because you know hey we're having sex six to eight times a month it's okay we have fun bless you and so, you, 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 you can take it to that next level. Elisa was able to find um, these numbers. So, we're going to read it to you.
0: I would. And this is, I am. And this is out of the book, Healthy Sex Drive Healthy You, What Your Libido Reveals About Your Life. And this was written by um, Diana Hoppy, mm-hmm. who is an uh, OBGYN here in San Diego. And she cites the 2007 2008 Durex Global Sex Survey. Um, Durex Condoms. Durex Condoms, yes. And it goes on to say that couples in Greece have the most sex, approximately 164 times a year, with Brazil following closely with 145 times per year.
1: 145 times Brazil? Brazil. Okay. It sounded like you said 445 times. uh, (laughs) So I'm like, what, what, what?
0: No, Brazilians only 145. The global average is 103. According to the survey of more than 26,000, 1000 respondents across 26 countries Americans fare poorly in the bedroom and in the sexual well-being arena. On average, Americans have sex just 85 times a year, about once every 4.3 days, which again is below the global average of 103 times, once every 3.5 days. The only global residents having less sex than those in the United States are the residents of Nigeria, 84 times, Hong Kong, 82 times and Japan, 48 times. Yikes, you guys. Yikes. We need to get this intimacy lifestyle up and going. Not because I'm worried about competing with, you know, people in other countries, but because it lends itself to your well-being. You get connected with your spouse, both physically and emotionally, when you are having sex and putting intimacy on the calendar. Mm -hmm. This is not just because we want people to be having more sex. Uh, That's a nice byproduct, but we want you guys to be connected to your spouse's. Physical sexual intimacy is a huge part of that connection on both sides of the bed,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? And so you put everything else on your calendar, folks. I've seen the iPhones. Everybody is scheduled from here to maternity. Free up some time and put your spouse into that spot spot and say, you know what? We're going to make intimacy a priority. We are going to put this on the calendar, we think it's so important that we pick three days out of the week that we get to initiate. And you know what? Some of you are thinking, oh, three, you know, and I'm going to tell you because I know some of you are rolling your eyes going, doesn't that take the spontaneity out of having sex if you know it's going to happen on one of three days? And I'm doing that in my sarcastic voice in case you can't tell because we've had this question come up in our small group.
1: Many of times.
0: Many a time, because people are like, you know what? That's, there's just no spontaneity in there. Well, guess what, folks? You aren't having sex anyhow. So what happens if you put it on the calendar and it actually starts to happen because guess what? For three days, you're thinking, I need to initiate, I need to initiate, I need to initiate. And then you actually do initiate and your spouse is like, oh my gosh, you haven't initiated in the last 10 years. That was phenomenal. Because Mm -hmm. here's what's going to happen for all you low desire spouses out there who start to initiate, your high desire spouse is literally going to die and think they went to heaven because it has been so long since you initiated you that act alone of initiation by the low desire spouse will have dynamic repercussions on your marriage
1: and let's talk a little bit about initiating too, real quick here. absolutely
0: that's where I was going next
1: okay good because all of us are not all of us but many of us will fantasize about this huge initiation that's going to happen the
0: rose petals on the bed
1: right the music let, 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 the chocolate strawberries let, let's get to reality here folks the majority of time initiating in our bedroom is like this morning happened. Hey, Elisa, we have some quiet time. We're awake. Let's do a quickie. You on for it? And you know what? It's a no rejection zone. Zone. So she's like, "Yeah, let's go." That could be initiating. Initiating could be on another hand, lighting some candles in my room. I lit candles. I'm going to tell this story. Last week was funnier. Oh my gosh, it was too funny. This is
0: good. Yeah, you guys need to hear this.
1: So I forget. I think it was Monday night. So I knew I still had Tuesday. But Monday night, I was going to initiate. And I did. And I did it by just lighting candles. That is one of my signs to Elisa that, hey, I want to I have sex tonight. And this is the way I'm going to initiate. So I lit the candles. And some of them weren't like these little tea lights. They weren't working. So only a couple of them went on. But then there's one by my bed and then one by her bed. Lit all those. And so she walks in and she's like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it was late, but I was like, you know what, let's see, we should, we should be good. And so we get into it and we're starting to have some foreplay and we're just sort of lying there and lying there and, and just sort of enjoying it. But at the same time, I was getting really tired. I was really tired. And so I'm like, you know, a little bit of like what Elisa said, Hey, you know, a little bit of prayer in there, but I was just more tired. Then (laughs) I thought, we woke up the next morning, heaven, I mean, thank God, our house didn't burn down or anything, because we both just fell asleep, and we woke up, seriously, the next morning, thank God, all the candles were out, nothing was burned or anything, so...
0: Another reason for using tea lights inside, you know, tall glass...
1: Yes, or like one... Couple, they only use the electrical ones. The little battery operated. Little battery team. operated ones. Yeah. Well, we might ones. have to go to that. <laughs> we may have to, but w- that that happens. You know what I'm saying? No hard feelings on mine or Elisa's part. We just went. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we we fell asleep like that. And you know what? The next day we had sex.
0: Well, and and I want to go also piggyback on that is you need to talk to your spouse about how you initiate so that right. they're aware of what the signs are because you know Hollywood, the media give us these grand pictures of, you know, what a seduction scene looks like. And you know, it may just be the night that you come to bed in your, you know, ladies in your lingerie instead of in your sweatpants. That may be the cue. Like it's on the table,
1: boy, let's right. go. Um, and find something that's comfortable to you. You you don't need to look uh, the word i want to use i'm i'm not going to use but you don't need to look trashy let's put it that way you can Whatever find something with. that you feel sexy in and it's just allowing your spouse to know that hey when i'm wearing this outfit or this outfit mm-hmm. it's game on or when i come up to you you know and we're just sort of playing around in the kitchen during dinner time even though the kids are around but i grab your bottom or I brush beside you, that's game on tonight. Or um, have a code word. Have a code word. Or you can pick up this cool little app that Elise and I have been using, it's called Pair. Mm-hmm. Really fun, I mean you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com. We we wrote a blog post on it, and you know, it's a fun little way that only you and your spouse are in this connection.
0: It's like a chat.
1: Text payer. messaging. Payer. Text messaging. You can do pictures. Teachers, you can do video. video. Learn, you can learn more about it.
0: But all that's to say is initiation. initiating is going to look different for every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And it's important that your spouse knows what your signs are so that when you present those signs to him or her, he or she will pick up on them. Right. Because we've heard from spouses who who write us and say, "Well, I did this and and you know I was trying to initiate, but my my spouse didn't respond," and so our question back is, "Well, did they know? Like, have you discussed that that's how you initiate sex? Because if the answer is no, you might very well get rejected, and it's not that they're intentionally rejecting you; it's they're just not aware of it." Right. You know, and so as you as you start to bring all of these pieces together, as you start to talk about, okay, well, what are going to be my days and what are going to be your days? And how many times a week do we want to have sex? I mean, maybe you guys are like like a three day a week couple and you wanna go every other you know, every two days is somebody else's day. Right. You know, or, or you wanna, you know, somebody gets Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or and you take Thursday, whatever works for your schedule. Look at work schedules, look at kids schedules, look at you know, whatever it is, bring all those factors together and say, Okay, if we've committed to having sex twice a week, how does that look like in our married life? And I'm gonna challenge you because we've also heard some emails recently about people who are talking about being too busy for their spouses.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm gonna call you all to task right now and some of you aren't gonna like what I have to say, but it's time to free up all of your other obligations in life and start putting the emphasis back on your marriage. Because some of you have made other things more important than being intimate with your spouse and you're doing it to the detriment of your marriage. And I'm not just, I I know we're talking about scheduling sex and I am, I am talking partly about physical intimacy, but I'm talking about just being available to your spouse in all of the different intimacies because it is, it is heartbreaking Mm -hmm.
1: to read these
0: emails from you guys where you're listing all of your, all of your obligations. And then you tell us about how you don't have time for your spouse. And I'm going to tell you right now, after, the only thing that should come before your spouse is God. And if that's not the way it is in your world, then you need to look at where you're spending your time and figure out where you can free things up. And yes, I am talking to those of you that have children. You might need to cut back on some of their activities. Yeah. And if you've got you know, work obligations, or you own a business, that type of thing, then you need to see when you can free up time in your life For the one person in this world that you committed to before God, before family, before everybody else, that you were going to love them as long as life shall last. Get on it. Every day that you choose to put something else ahead of your spouse is a day that you cannot get back. You need to make intimacy with your husband or wife a priority. And I'm getting a little heated about this because I, I'm I'm worried. I am worried about the marriages out there where this is not happening.
1: Yeah, I think almost it's almost a a badge of courage anymore for people to just say I'm busy. It's like oh I'm busy, so I have this and this going on in my life. So, you know, my husband or my wife, well, they understand, and it's it's like a badge of courage. And you know what, folks, it's not. It's not. It's time to call time out and start being crazy about your marriage, like getting radical on it. Because if not, you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel discomfort. You're going to go down some dark paths. We've been there, we know it. We know what it feels like. And so, to carve out time to be intimate with your spouse shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be, but I know it is. So you need to take those baby steps and start going, okay, if this is important to us, if this marriage means as much as it does and we're willing to fight for it and work for it, we're going to have to get radical. And I'm not talking about time because all of us have either jobs or businesses and things that we have going on. We got moms who are staying at home who have a ton of stuff on their plate. We know, we understand it. Elisa has been a stay-at-home mom for years, okay? We get it. So it's not time, but it's the quality. Are you setting aside time for your spouse? You know, can you carve out an hour a week, but really spend quality time with them? You really need to look at it. You really need to look at this, folks. And like Elisa said, if you have kids and you're running around, maybe it's time to start cutting that out because I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things we hear, oh my gosh, almost every week now is kids graduate and a divorce happens. That's it. Parents are like, well, I'm done. I've done it. I've raised my kids. I have no connection with my spouse anymore, and it's all about me. It's all about me. I've done everything. They don't understand me anymore, and they're gone. You know what I'm saying? There's still turmoil that follows. There's still lives that are broken. Okay? So you really need to look at this. And when we talk about the intimacy lifestyle... It's what, what has really revolutionized our marriage and allows us to prioritize it and go, you know what? It is important to us, and it's not only about the sex, folks. That's what we wrap it around because that is that time when we really can connect with each other physically, but everything that works up to it, everything that revolves around it has to be working. So no matter what, during the week, we are dealing with our emotional intimacy. We are communicating with each other. We are dealing with our financial intimacy. We, we need to talk about our funds and our money and what's happening with it. We're dealing with our spiritual intimacy. We want to be closer to each other and we want each other to be closer to God. So all of those get packaged in this intimacy lifestyle. See what I'm saying? And so to be in an intimacy lifestyle, one where you guys are going, you know what, we're going to do this two days a week. And like I said, the numbers before, it still works out to 80 or 90 times a year, which is the average American. But heck, if you're going to have sex 80 to 90 times a year, why not have awesome, amazing, exploding sex then eh, sex. Why not walk away going, we were filled, we were fulfilled, we were energized by it, then going, it was out of duty and obligation and there's guilt and there's, and there's all this other stuff that comes with it. Why not break free of all of that? Because I'll tell you, I used to be there with all that. I understand it and I don't have that anymore.
0: Well, and I want to say something, because you just touched on something that um, I'm sure a few of you out there are thinking, you know, doesn't it become one more thing on your to do list when you're when you embrace the intimacy lifestyle? And and I will say that probably 95 percent of the time it does not. There there are those days where the week has just gotten away from me or, you know, my three days and I'm like, oh, I committed to this. And, and so, I'll give
1: her a little nudge on Friday. I'll be like, you know, it's you Friday a few hours,
0: right? But here's the thing. It may start out when I'm, you know, like, okay, it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. I better initiate this before Saturday comes. Cause if I don't do it by Saturday morning, guess what's getting talked about on the podcast. Um, it may start out as a to do, but I can guarantee you, every time we're in there. <laughs> once my mind clicks over to the being in the present with him, it's no longer a to do, it's a want to. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it may, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm, and I'm sure I'm not out of line here speaking for you too. There are sometimes it does start out as a to do. Like it's, it's, it's something that we, we've got to get done because we did make this commitment to another.
1: Yeah, but it's during those times, I think, where we break through, folks. It's those times when it does feel like a to-do, and instead of walking away mm-hmm. and just going, I'm not going to do it, it's working through that and breaking through those walls and breaking through those those blocks that we're having, well, and you make it happen.
0: And the reason that you make it happen is because you're honoring a commitment to You're honoring the commitment that you made to your spouse that intimacy was going to be a priority in your marriage. Mm -hmm. So Tony is absolutely right. Those are the opportunities when you say, you know what? I mean, this is the same thing that happened when we did our 60 days and Tony got sick and the kids got sick and everybody was sick for a week and Tony's like, I'm ready to go. Let's jump back in. And all I could think about was you have got to be kidding me. I I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to quit. I'm done. I'm done right and all i could think about was i told him i'd do it for 60 days i told him i'd do it for 60 days like am i really going to go back am i going to have so little integrity in our marriage that i'm going to go back on my word am i willing to do that am i willing to set that precedent mm-hmm. and i wasn't so while i, I you know, so you know that first night was a to-do that first night back after everybody had been sick we got back in the saddle and sometimes you just got to do it Sometimes it's really a Nike moment where you, you know just do it, folks, because as your communication starts to improve, as your commitment to one another gets stronger, you know what? I can honestly say that 99% of the time, our sex life every time is better and better and better. Every once in a while, we have one of those, eh. but we we laugh about it afterwards because we're like, yeah, that wasn't, you know, that was the greatest. But inevitably, the next time is like fireworks exploding all over our bedroom. Right. And the only way that we were able to get to fireworks in our bedroom is by talking and making intimacy a priority. It's the only way. It's not going to happen by sheer determination that you're going to have fireworks. I mean, you might be able to get them to spark once in a while, but to have it on a consistent basis, fireworks are the result of two people genuinely and authentically coming together. That's what creates that spark and those fireworks in your bedroom or wherever, you know, maybe you're doing change of scenery and you're, you know, on your back porch or in a tent or on a mountain, wherever you are. But you've got to make a decision, folks, where you're going to place your priorities. That's what we're talking about here. Does your spouse have a high enough priority in your week that you are willing to schedule intimacy with them? Do they? Do they? Think about your week and think about the last time that you two had sex. And if it's been a long time, then I'm going to challenge you this week. I'm going to challenge you to start on the intimacy lifestyle. I'm going to challenge you to have the conversation with your spouse to say, you know what? I think we need to make intimacy a priority. And I want you to own it. Both of you for what's happened in the past. Because it takes two to get to wherever you are. Oh, yeah. It takes two. So own it if you've been the low desire spouse who's been putting up all the rejection walls. Own it. Own it if you've been the high desire spouse who's just been frustrated. You know, because you'd like to have sex seven days a week, but, you know, you'd settle. You know, if you could get three, you'd be thrilled. Two would even make you happy if you could get the other person to initiate.
1: Right. And I think that's the biggest thing about the intimacy lifestyle, for me, anyways. Is that as the high desire spouse, I wasn't always having to initiate. It really turned it around and it allowed me to feel desired, to feel wanted, to feel loved by Elisa when it came to our sexual intimacy. And many of us who are high desires and we have low desire spouses, that's what we want to know. We want to know that our spouse still desires us. Physically and sexually. And for the intimacy lifestyle, that's what it did for me. It really laid that on Elisa so that she could pursue me again. So that I could feel like, you know what? I am her man. I am who she desires. And you know what? It has done that. In the three years that we've been doing this, I have grown, I feel, by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Because I know Elisa truly does desire me now, and again, because she shows it by initiating, she shows it through her actions, and that means a ton, and she shows it through emotional intimacy when we converse and we talk you know it's it's more free flowing it's more open than it was ever before, so that is huge for those of you who are high desire spouses, and I think you will. You'll see that. And as a low-desire spouse, realize that you're building up your spouse when you're doing this. You you may not realize how far they are and how far away and distant they are. And it may, most likely because they don't feel that love coming from you. You know, they're beat down just like I was beat down. You know, and so, you know... When you're looking at the intimacy lifestyle, you have a couple places to go. Like Elisa said, you can start it this week. Figure it out. If you are those if you're that type of a couple that needs to write this down, write it down. You know, write down the days that he is gonna be initiating that she is gonna be initiating. Write it down. Put the date when you're starting. Sign it. Say this is our commitment to each other. This is about us. This is about our marriage. And this is what we're willing to do to make our marriage amazing and extraordinary. Write it down. For others of you, you may just be like Elisa and I. Hey, Tony, you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Elisa, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, boom, done. That's what Elisa and I did. That was our commitment to each other. We knew it. It was our bond. We were going to stick to it. And we have. We have. We have. It is not I, I honestly a week does not go by when it's not on top of mind. Now we may, you know, miss some days in there because again, Lisa's period, we do not have sex. So we may miss some days in there, but it's always top of mind. It is something we do each and every week.
0: And and it's words cannot describe how we have changed as a couple over the last 3 years doing this. Yeah. And you know we we feel so strongly about this guys so strongly that it will make a change in your marriage too. Yeah. And I just I can't convey to you how much reigniting the emphasis on intimacy will do for you. For those of you that are, you know, and we've heard the messages over the years from those of you that are in a good place and you're just like, okay, you know, we're not really rocking the boat. You know, it's comfortable. We're floating along. Try this and see what happens because you're going to go from good to great. And for those of you that are in a not so good place, the skills in working on your communication and in making this commitment to one another will take you from not so good to good. To making it work. But you've got to be willing to try. And you've got to be willing to do something different than what everybody else is doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it just, oh, I just, oh, I, I just want you guys to have extraordinary marriages. Right. And, and I want you to experience change. And before we get off the air, um, I want to share this message that we got this past week from a brand new listener. Yeah. And, um, just listen to this, you guys, you'll, you'll hear about transformation. This listener writes, I recently discovered your podcast and started with episode 137, but started at the beginning after that. And I'm through episode seven. Now you two are inspirational. Thank you for your show. My wife and I have been married 10 years, have two awesome kids, but we've grown distant over the last few years. Our communication has been poor to average at best. I've had a problem with pornography for years as well, and I know I've hurt my wife with that. After a few emotional breakdowns on my part over the past few months about how she was not meeting my needs and spending time with her friends in order not to spend time with me, I've made a decision to do everything I can to fix our marriage and make it awesome. I just have to say, way to own it. Mm -hmm. Way to own this.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: This listener goes on to write, I'm not a Christian and I don't believe, but a few weeks ago I decided to take control of what I could do. I searched for marriage advice online and really looked inside myself. I didn't pray, but I just sort of asked for some help and guidance. Strangely, something has started coming over me, and I feel like I've had an almost born again moment. There's a clarity and a focus I found that is amazing. It's almost as if a switch in my head flipped from selfish to selfless. If that isn't God at work, I don't know what is. One of the resources I found was your podcast and really all I wanted to do was say thanks. My wife wants to improve our intimacy and and marriage but isn't quite where I am yet. Here's hoping. I'll write again when I get caught up to current with the podcast.
1: Mm. I've read that a number of times and I still have tears. I I do. And man, we're, we're praying for you guys. We are. We're just we're lifting you up. We're lifting each of you up. You know, it, it it can be tough. It can be fun. It can be exhilarating. It's all of those things, and we're here to help you. Mm-hmm. We really are. We're here to help you. And as we sign off again, I'm going to just say, we got our new audio program. He zigs, she zags. Getting your communication on the same path. Pick it up. If you're struggling with your communication, as so many of us do at times in our marriage, it is a foundation to growing, to expanding yourselves, to getting closer together, to doing a seven days of sex challenge, to doing the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So don't miss it. Pick it up at one extraordinary slash he zigs, she zags. That's all together. And you guys are going to just skyrocket. You're going to take your marriage. You're going to take it to the next level. And that's where we want you to be. We know this was running a little bit longer tonight, but you know what? We love you guys. We do. And we want you to just have the most amazing marriages that you can, so that you can grow and that you can just experience that love that you so desire. So with that being said, we love you. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.